0: You wanna go to war? You got a war. You started it? We gonna finish. the Punk Off Podcast, another Destroy edition. Uh, had a couple things to go through real quick before I get started. Um, yeah, if you're wondering why we hadn't seen I uh, hadn't seen, like, what's up with no new episodes, well, uh, we actually recorded one right after Christmas. Uh, we were supposed to have a guest show up. Uh, he kind of forgot he was supposed to be there that day. Uh, we even had Josh Tragedy on as a, a special guest co-host, so we kind of tried to punt and uh, do an episode, and it did not turn out too well. Um, it's not terrible, but it's not good either, and uh, it might be a decent podcast if, uh, maybe if we edited it a, a lot, but Chris and I kind of reviewed it, and uh, I don't know, it's... It's not going to see, I would say, air anytime soon. Um, maybe eventually we'll put it back out as like another lost episode or something, but for now, uh, we just kind of let it be. Um, we've both, Chris and I individually, have been real busy, so we hadn't had time to do much. Um, we've also been talking about doing stuff for the band again, so that may end up being a factor it basically it might be a little bit longer between podcasts for a little bit i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens i uh, we got a lot going on so i, I don't want to neglect the podcast but yeah it may be sometimes a little bit longer to lag before you see the episode here for next coming month or two also wanted to talk about a, f- a few other things real quick um been reading a lot of zines and a lot of online material, forums and people's blog. Um, one thing I want to talk about real quick: uh, Lucha Skate. Uh, if you've not uh, checked out Lucha Skate online, check him out. He's got a Facebook group, he's got a website, or go on iTunes and uh, check out his his uh, podcast. It's uh, actually pretty cool. Talks to some really interesting people. Uh, he's also got a book out called, uh, Common Criminals, which actually I just finished this morning, which is a collection of stories, and actually it's a really interesting read. Um, you can get that on, uh, Amazon. It may be, available other places, but, uh, I know Amazon for sure. Um, also wanted to talk about, uh, the Partisan Report. Uh, it's a free zine, comes out every so often, uh, made by, uh, Chris Edition. Uh, longer i've kind of gotten to know chris uh, i've really enjoyed his writing uh kind of on the same page for a lot of stuff for the way we think so it's pretty cool i like checking out his writing he also has a blog which if i remember right is uh vato it's a vato rat blogspot.com if i remember correctly i could be wrong uh, name it's called Concrete Existence. So if you look that at check that out, read it. It's really interesting. Especially if you're a skater that grew up during the 80s, you're going to be able to relate to a lot of it. So uh, with those two things brought up, um, lately within about the last month and a half, I guess, I've kind of noticed I've been reading and hearing a lot about people's origins of uh, how they got into skateboarding. So I figured I'd do a quick uh, destroy time on that uh, That way there's another podcast out there Something people could check out uh, If you're not really in there, all that interested in skateboarding Then this may not be an episode for you You can check out a little bit of it and decide Or skip it altogether, it won't offend me But uh, for those that kind of grew up in the 80s It seems like everyone's kind of interested in how they ended up Starting skating So here's mine origin story uh, for me, it would have first started about, I probably was about 11 years old, and uh, I was hanging out with uh, another kid my age. Uh, his family lived right next door to my family, and uh, so on the weekends, him and I would hang out a lot and play, And uh, especially since our families were very tight. So uh, you know, one day, we were over at his aunt's house and her husband had a huge morton building and he liked to collect stuff he cars pinball machines just all sorts of really knick-knacky kind of stuff i mean ranging i mean from large to small and uh, we were over there kind of playing one day and we got to looking, and uh he had an old i think looking back now i think it was a freeformer blue freeformer and i think it had yellow wheels and I was just absolutely fascinated by it. Now, you got to understand, where I grew up in northwest Ohio is in a town called Arcadia. Tiny town. Actually, it's not even officially considered a town. It's called a village. There's that few of people that live there. It's a small farming community. Um, Most towns in the area are kind of like Arcadia, only of varying size. Um, Usually, there's a bigger satellite town, so to speak, where, like, everybody goes on the weekends to go out to eat, go get their groceries and whatnot. Um, Finley was the closest town to Arcadia, usually. Arcadia is dead set between about dead in the middle between uh, Arcadia and Foster, and most people just kind of gravitate towards Finley for some reason. Usually Finley's got Finley has more shopping and consumer eccentric centers, I guess is the best way to put it. So, at any rate I had no real exposure to skateboarding at all I think maybe I'd seen it probably like on chips reruns and stuff like that you know I, it would have been TV only exposure and I didn't know a lot about it and we had no concrete driveways or any or sidewalks where I live because we lived out in the middle of the country so so my friend pulls this out and so you know we give it a try and I'd never tried it before and, and I got on it and I went about probably about five, six feet and it shot out from underneath me. But I loved it. I just loved the feeling of just gliding across concrete. It kind of, to put it in mind, I was kind of like, oh, this is probably the reason like why people ride motorcycles. It's just the feeling of freedom. So that was my first initial exposure to skateboard. I was probably either 10 or 11 years old. Um, I think I remember saying something to my parents about getting one right afterwards and they were like, where are you going to ride it? So that was immediately shot down there at that age. So fast forward probably a year later when I was 12 right around there 11, 12 that's, that's pretty close to, but uh, skateboarding was starting to get that point in the 80s where it was kind of getting popular again, at least as far as it was getting more exposure. And in Finley, there were a bunch of guys who were a couple years older than me that were starting to build ramps all over in Finley. And they were getting exposure in the newspaper for some reason. They would go, uh, the newspaper would go take pictures of these guys doing these huge airs and everything, so to me, I just thought that was really cool. So, And I remember several several moments where skate burning became more embedded in, embedded in my mind of something I had to do. Uh, one point was we were up in Toledo, and I think my parents were looking for a desk. And as we're walking to the furniture store, and it's in one of those... Typical plaza centers where there's overhangs and there's curb cuts and there's little islands, and I heard this just this noise coming towards us, and I look and it's a pack of about five guys skateboarding in this lot, and I remember seeing one guy, you know, they're all got various flannels or the Vision streetwear button-up shirts and berets and you know Converse shoes and the you know the Vision uh, speckled shoes that were usually multicolored of either like turquoise and black or just whatever other colors, they were red and black or, and I remember seeing one guy and I, at the time I had no idea what this trick was called or what it was or how he did it. But I watched one guy go up and hit a slappy on the curb. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And just the noise it made and just, it was like sheer mobile vandalism, I guess. So I just, I thought that was cool, and it just stuck in my mind. So, that was one of the points. Uh, Another point was, I remember uh, my mom and my grandmother used to do craft shows at the mall in Finley. And usually I would have to go, because I would have to help them pack up, set up, whatever. So, and I was probably still maybe about 12, 11 or 12 at this point. And I remember seeing a group of guys start going through the mall all carrying skateboards and and in various arrays of uh how i put it misfit dress i guess it's especially in a small conservative town like finley finley has been known as a small republican very old money kind of town for very for a lot of years it's always kind of been that way it's as much as they like to think they're very cultured and progressive, it's also very right-wing in their way of thinking. As far as uh, people choose to be gay, it's not something, you know, Just a lot of those kind of things. It's They're not very, not very open-minded. As as I go on and more destroy times later, you kind of get the gist of that later. It's because skateboarders especially were. were much maligned in Finley but uh I saw these group of guys coming through the mall and one of them I actually recognized it was a guy named Doug Henderson he was often put in the newspaper uh skating these ramps and I kind of became familiar with who he was which fast forward to years later Doug and I actually end up hanging out and are really good friends anymore but we'll come more to that now Doug hates me telling me stories but he'll get over it but uh yeah, I saw these guys, and they were carrying their boards at this point, and I was checking out the various boards with, like, slash marks and skulls and just very weird, almost psychedelic graphics on it. And uh, I see these guys looking around, and, uh, and Doug, at that point, as I had told him later, told you this story later, looked... Very much like he should be, like, the bass player for the band uh, fin- Fields of Nymphoi. Uh, the one kind of proto-goth band that was kind of like early cult. He, at any rate, yeah, he looked like he should have played bass for them. He had dark hanging hair and the round kind of stoner glasses that were really dark. And I think he had, like, skate rag pants and a T-shirt that was cut off at the sleeves. And so... It, that much look and one of his other buddies had kind of like a the a kind of a, I don't even think he had a shirt on maybe it was a tank top and like skate rag shorts and I think Nike shoes but he had like knee pads on but he didn't have them strapped to his knees he just had them kind of hanging around his ankles and had like a Hari Krishna reverse kind of haircut weird thing going where it was mostly shaved except for one spot like on a crown of his head and so yeah they had that going on but anyway they were looking around and they just, did around so they all pretty much as one hopped on their boards and just started tearing through them all which at that point various shop owners start poking their heads out and yelling trying to get them to stop and i just i thought that was really awesome as a kid i was i just thought it was so cool just the sound that the boards made just watching them glide across the floor it was just i was i was sold so fast forward then um often uh my dad, he had a usual, uh, as they say, nine to five job during the week. He worked at a factory. On the weekends, he would do swap meets and car shows a lot. And what he would do there is basically you pack up a truck or a suburban or a van and a trailer and you take and you unload car parts, uh, new and used, uh, for various vehicles. His specialization was 1955 to 1957 Chevys. So we would go often on the weekends and sell car parts, which for me and uh, growing up, honestly, was no fun, but it was an opportunity for me to make money because depending on how well my dad did in sales, I made a percentage of the profit, which was, you know, it was decent as a kid. So, but yeah, my parents made sure I always had, I was had a job of some sort growing up. So <clears throat> I don't remember what... And the final thing was, but I had pretty much decided I was buying a skateboard. My parents had tried to talk me out of it. Some, I believe. They're like, well, we live in the country. Where are you going to ride it? And I was like, well, I'll just, we have a concrete floor in the basement. I'll just clean up most of the basement and ride around in there when, you know, I can't go anywhere with friends or whatever. So... I think they kind of was like, well, he's determined enough. I guess we'll, we'll let him, and that was kind of the deal was, well, okay, you can get a skateboard, but you buy it. You have to pay for it. So I had seen these skateboard decks at uh, the swap meets before, and I was like, well, I'll get one of those. So that was pretty much the deal. Um, I worked one weekend. Uh, it was actually, I even remember, it was a... Uh, lima ohio we worked at a swap meet at the fairgrounds in lima ohio and my dad had talked to the guy because he knew the guy that was selling he had this guy sold a lot of stuff uh he didn't sell car parts as much as he sold like uh tarps rambo knives um novelty keychains flags bandanas just kind of all that weird other stuff you see at flea markets sometimes he sold a lot of that kind of stuff and skateboards was one of the things he sold at that point point. and they weren't they weren't great and i didn't know about like thrasher magazine or anything quite at this point yet that would come pretty soon but uh so i worked the weekend it was a saturday sunday gig so dad's like well he goes all right he goes I talked to him, uh, go over and pick out whichever one you want, and that one's yours. So I did, and I went and I looked at the decks, and there was black ones and red ones that all had various kind of weird graphics. And the one I ended up picking out was one called Tank Wars. It was a black deck, and it had a tank shooting its barrel into the air. And the the graphics kind of remind you of like the early 80s uh, side arcade graphics. Like on the arcade machines where video games where it would have kind of a weird grid graphics. That's a lot of what it looked like. It was a lot of lines. It was like the lines were like gray, yellow, and black. And it had like a red explosion in the background and the Tank Wars was very much in a kind of like almost the Tron kind of font. And uh, it was, looking back now, it was terrible. Um, it had like a nose protect- yellow nose protector and it had yellow i think it even had yellow rails on it and it had one of those weird tail protectors that was like a half round oblong thing where it didn't really go to the tail but it had one of those and it had wheels that were yellow and black and they weren't even near a thing they were plastic and plastic trucks so I bought this thing, and I was proud of it. And I, even before I uh, we left for the day, I when the building, had, most of the vendors had left and broke down. I, uh, one of my dad's buddies was like, like, well, you finally got your skateboard? And I was like, yeah, he's like, well, see what you can do. Ride that thing. So I did. I went and rode it up and down the aisles until finally I think somebody that was organizing to swap me told me to knock it off. So, so I did that, and then soon afterward... I started discovering what real decks looked like and I ended up getting and I still have it issue of Thrasher that has Steve Cabarello doing a board slide and this would have been issue was in 87 I don't remember which month but uh I started learning more and more about I learned how horrible the plastic trucks They really were that Wheels were usually urethane, so what I did is I sent away for any catalog I think I could find in a thrasher that would send me stuff back. And I think since I was a kid with, uh, with some access to money, but not a lot, I and I had to buy everything myself. I ended up buying, I think at that point, you could still, yeah, Uncle Wiggly's, if I remember correctly, you could still buy trucks, they were selling trucks. As a single, you could buy a truck, just a truck. So I bought a Thunder truck. Yeah. I like had that delivered. And then I'm trying to remember how all this went. I got a Thunder truck delivered. And then I think I waited two more weeks and ordered another one. And then I decided the wheels needed to go. And I think for that, yeah, I got from Uncle Wiggly as well. I bought Street Blue Street Rats. Those came and discovered that the bearings that were in the plastic wheels were nowhere near the same size enough to fit in the street rats. So I think I ordered some German bearings from them. So basically I ended up piecing together this very terrible board with some real stuff. And then I think after a while I ended up bugging my parents some more about... You know, I, I needed a real board because that was the thing. I was hanging out with uh, my friend Brian who had a actual uh, Steve Cabarello, the Chinese Dragon. It was a Bonetti model because I remember just how heavy it was and it had that weird layer in the middle. But I was kind of getting being ashamed going out and skating and having this deck that had tank wars on it at this point. So I think after a while I was even lying about, like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a naked, because I had covered it with stickers and repainted it at one point, and I'm like, oh, it's, a, it's a, a, a blank deck. So I just reordered it, and it was naked deck, and I repainted it, and I painted it. and So, yeah, I started bugging my parents about, you know, just, I'm like, I, I need to get, like, a real deck. So I believe Christmas at some point was coming. I think I must have suffered through that thing for a while and then on Christmas yeah my parents had gotten me because I really wanted like the Mike Fulele because yeah Brian had ended up before I got this he had ended up getting the uh, new Mike Fulele and I loved that deck I thought that thing was awesome I either really wanted and I remember telling my parents like one of those or Mike McGill or Tony Hawk so Christmas morning comes around and uh pretty sure I got a skateboard and I open it up sure enough I do skateboard and it was the skull and sword which at that point I didn't even really was real familiar with that graphic at all and I was, I was a little bummed because it wasn't the deck like everybody else had but I had to kind of admit it was a pretty cool graphic because I had the skull and the sword with the skeleton kind of an, and it was black and the skeleton in the background was kind of like almost ghosted in and then I had uh, gullwing trucks that had the uh, plastic bases. And um, I don't remember which series those were now. And then uh, Mini Rat Wheels and the guy at the skate shop in Toledo, because they had to go up to Toledo to get this complete for me. The um, guy in Toledo told him, oh, well, the kids are mixing wheels now. And so I had two yellow Mini Rats and then two pink Mini Rat Wheels. So... I really wasn't super stoked about switching colors, but I wasn't I wasn't going to complain and I just I rode the crap out of that board. So that's pretty much my origin story of how I got started and then my first real deck. So as time goes on, I'll uh, tell some more stories about uh, skateboarding. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but if I am, I'll just tag it on another episode later so, uh, yeah, that'll do it for now, um, like I said, check out the partisan report, concrete existence, lucha skate, and also uh I'm gonna go ahead and plug the brands I believe in too uh fickle skateboards, check them out, assault skateboards, check those guys out, and uh even though. They're not officially made in America. I still got to plug them because I think they're trying to do the right thing. Tired Skateboards, still like them. Also, another company. I Actually, I've really enjoyed riding the deck that I have of theirs. Big mess. Probably might be a little bit harder to find, but I've definitely enjoyed the deck that I've bought off of them. So, uh, I guess with that, I'll wrap up this episode of Destroy Time. Tank Wars. So, with that, witness me. With me now, time to read, so secret. In a show, I and reach inside. I'm starting attack two times back and back. I'm on a low like I'm going to do more time for that.